I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. That's because he still preserves in the back of his mind two illusions. One is that what is happening is happening to him. And therefore he is the victim of circumstances. But when you are in primal ignorance, there is no you different from what's happening and therefore it's not happening to you. It's just happening. (laughs) So is you, you know, what you call you, what you later call you is part of the happening. You're part of the universe. Although the universe, strictly speaking, has no parts. Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's beautiful episode, I got to have my friend, Mr. Taro Isokapula, on the show. Uh, Taro is a mushroom guru of sorts. Uh, he is the founder of Force Sigmatic. You guys are familiar with them because I mentioned them on the weekly. Um, he is uh, yeah, really just like a body of knowledge around utilization of medicinal mushrooms and much more than that. Uh, we get into, in this conversation, um, what type of mushroom, fungus, cavemen were carrying around in their satchels. Uh, we get into why Tarot stopped reading books and just a conversation around the balance between creating original ideas and just continually being bombarded by information um, and just generally how to start utilizing mushrooms in an effective fashion. I'll take another example, yohimbe, yohimbe bark, African sex herb that is sold as a supplement. I have plenty of friends who've overdosed on yohimbe and you get heart palpitations and other things. You should really like consider some of these foods that even though they are an actual whole food, you can take too much of them. Thank you so much for tuning in to the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you'll find hundreds of videos on self-care and functional movement. Uh, you'll find the self-care kit. And uh, once again, you will find 10% off on Four Sigmatic products. Jump on to foursigmatic.com slash align. You get 10% on any of your mushroom elixir purchases. Highly, highly recommend them. Taro is uh, obviously, like I mentioned, the, the founder of this company. Really brilliant company. Amazing products. Amazing I have nothing but positive things to say about those guys. Um, I got a package here. This is the Prince Blend, all male superfoods, three all male superfoods. Inside there's maca, there's makuna, there's mira puwama. I don't even know how to say that exactly, but I know that it makes me feel really good. And I thank Taro and the rest of the team for that. So jump on to... Uh, foursigmatic.com slash align that's f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c dot com slash align a-l-i-g-n um i got a fun fact random fact here that just pulled off the interwebs uh the oldest living thing on earth is two thousand years old and it's a six thousand ton fungus hanging out in uh, oregon my my old old state my old domain um so that's kind of interesting stuff i got a quote as well what is my quote for today this is from mr Moshe feldenkrais pretty fascinating guy that feldenkrais as you know i've been really digging his work and uh is an interview and he was asked about uh headache remedies and i'll kind of just butt in at some point here what's where in the paragraph can i start reading that'll make sense um All right, here we go. I don't do anything against the headache because the headache is nothing. What is a headache? How can you do something with a headache? How can you, what can you do to it? Take it away? Show me a headache that you took out. You cured it. Where is it? What did you do to the headache? I'm only a human being. I can only deal with a human being who tells me that he feels some trouble in his head, which is a different thing than a headache being cured. Therefore, the answer is nowhere, nowhere, at no time have I had a specific treatment for anything. This is such a valuable point. Um, 
recognizing that once we can integrate all of the parts of this organism that we call our physical body, then our body is able to finally upregulate. When we think myopically and we try to catch the headache or we get try to catch the carpal tunnel or the plantar fasciitis or the disc herniation, fill in the blank thing. If we isolate that part down, we're not going to get to the source. Once we can actually start stacking all of these variables from our feet in relation to our knees, to our pelvis, up through our spine and our head, and the body can start working as a functional whole, then the body can begin to heal itself. Most of us have been so segmented and broken down into these myopic parts that we are, our, our movement is, is clunky and disassociated. If we can start the process of putting these parts back together then the whole body begins to heal itself this is a big concept and uh, that's what we get into in the uh, 10-week course that I'm offering um, accepting 50 people I've had amazing I wanted to read some emails actually but I don't have them up so that's okay but I've had amazing uh, what return reach back out call uh, response that's the word <laughs> An amazing response from people and uh, just hearing what people are wanting from the Temi course. Um, so it's going to be the Align Movement Academy, breaking down A to Z, how to integrate functional movement from your ankles to your knees to your pelvis up through your spine, self-care practices, how to utilize tools that you already have lying around your house, be it edges of couches um, or foam rollers, balls, bands, and stuff like that, etc. And uh, yeah, so going through Temi process every other day, giving you one video video that you're able to utilize kind of like homework starting to break the parts down and then easing into putting all the parts back together um, we'll also be doing discussion forums and putting these bodies back back together here um, so get at us at info at aligntherapy.com if you have interest in getting a part of that pilot program it's going to be uh, half the price of the actual program and I'll be asking for feedback and kind of like creating this thing together so Get us at info at aligntherapy.com if you have interest in uh, becoming a part of that 10-week program. I think that's getting close to what we got. Um, thank you so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Anytime you or any of your friends or family purchase any crap on Amazon, please purchase that crap through that link. Just bookmark it one time. Every time that you go to that bookmark from your search browser, um, we get about 7%. So last month, somebody bought some headphones and some cacao butter and some stuff like that that cost over 100 that's $15 towards the podcast. Costs you absolutely nothing. Very, very helpful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for reviews on iTunes. Those are seriously appreciated. Um, and you can do it from your cell phone, I believe, as well. So if you appreciate what we're doing, uh, we love to hear it. And that's a great way to do it. That's probably... That's probably enough. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Back to the show with Mr. Taro Isokopula. Align podcast. Yeah. I get like reader's guilt kind of, which it seems like you've evolved past that point of like, did you have, like for me, I feel like if I'm not reading every day, then I'm like missing out on how smart well, I could be or something. And um, I'm surrounded by a lot of, you know, type A personalities and startup people and like people who are really ambitious yeah. and when you meet them they often come with like have you read this book have you read this book have you read this book if I would read all those books that get recommended to me that would be the only thing I would do I would never ever create anything so mm -hmm. there's that one point when you just like fuck it you know it's like what's the point mm -hmm. so yeah I definitely don't have guilt that I've not seen the TV show or read the book right. um, I also haven't had TV in uh, how long is it now? 2000? 12 years. Yeah, something like it. Like 12 years. And I don't have Netflix. I don't really stream anything unless it gets highly recommended. I'll watch something in other people's presence, like very consciously. I saw this documentary, Minimalism. Minimalist or Minimalism? With friends that after we've discussed the topic, we watched this, like, was it like a 60-minute documentary about two guys who were like minimalists? So, yeah. But in general, just not for me. Prefer learning in person or from other people or by doing right you know yeah have you um with the transition away from that did you did you feel a little bit and we'll, we'll talk about mushrooms but did you feel was there like a, a distinct transition where it's like i'm gonna stop reading books so much or was there... oh there was a moment it was like this like and, and i stopped that? it was um 
it was partly a book that has probably influenced me the most. So I'm not saying books are bad because because some of the most influential stuff I've ever learned in life is through books. Yeah. And that was um, Anthony DeMello's awareness, kind of like letting go. And at that point, some of his teachings, I kind of gave up. And then I moved into the world of uh, podcast and TED Talks. And this probably 2009, um, after a few years of stopping reading and only reading the same books over and over again like that i that i still do there's a couple books i read every year like reread a couple mm. of my favorites but which ones there is this guy paul arden who used to be a creative director at sachi and sachi and wrote a couple books one is like whatever you think think the opposite super short book very visual that's one of them yeah. anthony Namello that i mentioned is one of them but um anyway to and back to anthony Namello is um his kind of giving up and like letting go and and that really forced me my thinking of like okay I gotta move on then I started consuming online so it, basically the same stuff as reading books books was reading blogs right and I did that for a while my friend in probably in 2009 told me that you can get all the TED talks ever made into your iTunes so um, okay. at that time I was like oh hell yeah I'm gonna get them all into my iTunes and then a little over a year uh, yeah, a little over a year. I watched all the, all the, TED talks ever made up yeah. to that point. So up to, and I calculated it was like three hours and twenty minutes per day on average, and then I realized it's the same thing as with That's the exact book. same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing. <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> but there was a visual, there was a sound, right. there was more to it than that, and it's it's shorter. It's t- a lot of books have like two three lessons that can be taught in five minutes. Right. And most books actually only deliver you a couple lessons, right. and they take 500 pages to do it. Totally. Whereas that's why I respect it. The tech concept is that in theory, in the matter of a few minutes, you can tell the exact same thing. But yeah, and after that, I stopped watching those as well. So really, don't consume that much of information unless it's directly proposed to me by people who are almost a curated meaning it's like you gotta read this right how'd you get into mushrooms and just like the fascination with that leading to well it's a it's a gradual process sometimes i joke that they chose me and i didn't choose them um the start of it is growing up in finland at our family farm so me and my brother are 13 generation at our farm and in foraging, going to an environmental school and foraging for berries and mushrooms. So that's entry to the culinary world of mushrooms for macronutrients. Um, and then a lot of the work I do today is around medicinal mushrooms that don't offer as much of those macronutrients and some micronutrients, but there's, but it's more around these almost like plant medicine or, or fungi medicine, fungal medicine that is in them that doesn't directly give you calories or kilocalories right but it offers you other function it's the sometimes i use an anecdote for people who into moving is is what are proteins carbs and fats are your muscles and and maybe your bones and maybe at best your joints and and a lot of the emphasis around um, our field has been around macronutrients, muscles and joints and bones. Like we know so much about muscles, like, yeah. but now that we're discovering is like the 21st century is becoming into the point of, of the nervous system. It's really become, that's the new frontier. And in, in health and nutrition, the new frontier is all these compounds be, you know, color pigments like, you know, um, which are also can be anti- antioxidants and what they can do to your body. And even though they don't offer you energy per se, they offer you all these benefits to help your body to produce energy and and live life to the fullest. So, so that was the fascination, and that became in my early twenties um, through the world of medicinal mushrooms. But culinary mushrooms, culinary mushrooms. When I was a little kid, foraging and learning at my environmental school that I attended and then um, found a rare culinary mushroom um, yeah like 12 years ago as well and but the world of medicinal mushrooms came in my kind of early to mid 20s just beginning to understand the subtle 
depth of them. Because when I first studied nutrition, there was not a lot of focus around, let's say, polysaccharides or, you know, the mitochondria and cell production. Like there was, we acknowledged that that exists, but we didn't acknowledge that that in nutrition, nutrition was focused on, yeah. you know, at best on function of zinc and magnesium, but mostly focused on just macronutrients and and their splits. Yeah. So something that kind of bewilders me sometimes is just kind of this dance of feeling light in my body or feeling stiff in my body or feeling kind of heavy or, you know, all these different sensations of there's some, I found fasting actually to be like one of the most effective means of feeling more flexible, you know, Mm -hmm. and then just lighter and all those adjectives. And then you mentioned mushrooms in relation to nervous system and like, you know, like reishis. I think it's, what is it, like yoga? And you have something, some like catchphrase on the thing. Uh, like liquid yoga. Liquid yoga, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there, how does that come into play as far as like muscle tonality and such? Well, there's two ways to approach it. One is the actual nervous system, like just the nuts and bolts. And one is from a higher level, like a system approach. Um, the system approach might be a little bit easier to understand first for anybody who's used, for example, marijuana or had even a glass of red wine right. or something like that. It's very noticeable and you have this like mellow, you become almost like fluid. Try stretching when you've done either of those. Usually you feel better. You feel muscles. You feel like you're just more in that moment. And so from that system approach, there are certain foods that help do that without intoxication of of red wine or actually a lot of the mushrooms have terpenes. Rishi, for example, is one of the highest in terpenes, especially Rishi's pores. And terpenes are also some of the compounds in in marijuana. Like obviously now there's a lot of focus on the THC compound that offers psychoactive compounds. And then the CBD that is toted as the kind of anti-inflammatory part of marijuana, but marijuana obviously, or um, cannabis has a lot of different compounds and terpenes is just one of them and yeah. eucalyptus that if you go to a sauna and you smell eucalyptus and other things like they have the terpenes and reishi is very high in that so reishi is often considered a grounding anti-stress mushroom if you may but it works on your endocrine system and and just helps kind of lower stress if you may and through that you it usually relaxes your body and through that relaxes your nervous system you know the whole whole concept of a sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and that but then there's also the actual concrete nuts and bolts of affecting your nervous system and lion's mane might be one for that so lion's mane known to help protect and repair nerve growth factors and Essentially, the nervous system is like our operating system in our iPhone. Like your hardware might be totally fine, your camera might be totally fine, your screen might be fine, but if that software is not working and the messages are not getting sent, then what are you going to do? And and Lion's Mane is pretty awesome for that. In general, the concept of neuro factors is something that I think in the upcoming years is just going to get bigger and bigger as people are digging into how important that actually is for everything that we do from sleep. To, obviously, it starts with brain function. A lot of people who are focused on it are focused on the brain function. But, um, well, you work with high-performance individuals. Sure. And high-performance individuals often focus on recovery time. So um, the faster you can recover, the next workout you can do. Or the faster you recover, the more work you can do in your professional life. Right. And a lot of that has been focused on muscle recovery but if anybody who's ever done like sprints, like full on sprints or a competition of any kind, wrestling or something, you know the difference when your muscles are sore and you recover it a couple days, maybe if it's bigger muscles, maybe four or five days, you're good. Right. Versus that nervous system damage when you're still like shaking like several days after. Mm. If you run a marathon, if you flat out wrestle and you've never wrestled and your hands are shaking, all that, and that recovery is far worse or slower than the recovery of the muscles so lion's mane for directly to the nervous system and then maybe reishi is a good example of a of an adaptogen a fungi adaptogen that can help with the whole system and through the whole system also relax the nervous system yeah with so i was talking with nadine artemis and we were talking about essential oils and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that's like bewildering i think is like what 
oils do I start with? Because there's a bajillion of them. Yep. Is there some like main quiver of mushrooms that you'd recommend to kind of like get Yeah, started? I mean, this is a common talk about anything in health, and I'm sure it's the same in any field, is somebody who approaches it and has interest around that field, be it mushrooms or alignment or anything, that once they get excited and start reading, they figure out that there's all this world of information. And especially in nutrition, there's so many conflicting information that you get scared. You're like, whoa. And it, you just I need to understand that's human nature. If you have too many choices, we are we get stuck and then we don't do anything. Right. And that's that's obviously not ideal because um, I think it's a Chinese proverb of like every was it every marathon starts with the first step where yeah, every right. ten thousand every climbing starts a mountain first, first step. step. Right. So whatever is the first step is a good step. So whatever is your first fungi that's good. Whatever is your first um, method of alignment or body work or what whatever you want to yeah. oh, start with that and understanding that that's just that's a part of your journey yeah now that being said you do not definitely do not know the top 50 mushrooms you don't even need to know the top 10 mushrooms it's really you should start with the top four at best mm-hmm. you could start um, I often say that it, if in doubt start with Rishi because that's probably the most studied of mushrooms why is that is there like why, why is reishi or reishi how did that fall into the category of I mean I guess something has to be the most studied yep. but is there any one it was just momentum well well obviously we have to acknowledge that certain nutrients have certain foods have more nutritional value to humans it doesn't mean that they're better than others but they have more nutritional value for humans and if you look at different cultures you often find few of these top foods yeah. that's actually even a basis for uh, my company name Four Sigmatic is Four Sigmatic is a geeky way of saying that we represent the 50 most studied foods in the world mm-hmm. and every ecosystem you go to they have a holy food or a few holy foods right. and they do that in be it ceremonies or be it in in their daily life and every indigenous culture would have had it now fascinating one is that Rishi even though it does kind of grow in every part of the world it, a lot of the history of Rishi is in Oriental countries. Rishi itself is a Japanese name, but um, be the Chinese especially just happen to be really good at documenting. Right. Like the traditional Chinese medicine is often toted as like the start of everything. Not necessarily true. It could be somewhere in Amazon. It could be actually probably it's in Ethiopia because that's where we humans, you know, the human race pretty much started. Yeah. But those just those cultures just didn't document it and to Chinese credit they were just like masters in documenting it mm. and in their ecosystem and in the first traditional Chinese medicine book Rishi was number one and it just happens to be if not the best one of the best foods from that ecosystem and they were just masters in documenting so they had a head start yeah so they had you know depending what you compare it even Chaga they had a 1500 year head start yeah so there was some knowledge of it and it was on people's radar and now catching up. Shiitake is another one, which also a Japanese name, by the way, but um, that's, that's very widely studied, partly because it's also delicious, unlike Rishi. Right. Um, then cordyceps for athletes is usually because athletes are just into it, and, and then chaga mushroom, which is king of mushrooms. So there's just a few of those mushrooms that you might want to start with just because there is a lot of research around them, how to use them. Also means they're safer. There's a lot of plants and, and fungi that are undiscovered, especially in the ocean, that could be could heal a lot of the common problems we have. We just don't know about them. Yeah. So it's going to the casino. It's like some of those might also kill us. Mm. So it's guessing but these ones we've used over multiple generations we can pretty confidently say that we know their benefits and downsides pretty well yeah so yeah there's have you heard of the guy i think you called him otzi a guy they found in, oh, yeah. in italy austria 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 between yeah. the border of italy and austria yeah so he had two mushrooms um nobody obviously know why he had those medicinal mushrooms now it's important to know that he had medicinal mushrooms medicinal mushrooms tend to go on trees huh. so he had a mushrooms that grow on trees and not on the ground and those tend to be the more medicinal mushrooms in general so he had two mushrooms with him um obviously people don't know why he had them um the birch polypore and the tinder mushroom right um so some of these mushrooms are also used to make fire so some people claim that he had them to make fire some of them are actually used to carry fire 
so some mushrooms you can use they don't they you can use them almost like a you can put a coal inside and you can carry that for multiple days right. so he might have used them for for fire making he also apparently had worms in his digestive tract yeah. and mushrooms are actually amazing for digestive health and uh, it also could have been possible that he was self-medicating himself with these mushrooms at that point again nobody knows but it's what's what that kind of proves is that the oldest intact person that we found and through his cultural the true ice man had these medicinal mushrooms and they were using them for something right so whatever it is so Putsi was a was a fungi for sure. Yeah, so he was so he was that was from five thousand years ago. Yeah, like thirty three hundred. Thirty three hundred. Yeah, I, mean, like. I, I just read this before. Oh, like, yeah. this is just like normal. <laughs> I just always have that. It's in my. Yeah, <laughs> but I find it really interesting that. Have you put any thought now that you've escaped reading so much? Have you put any like genuine thought into? How people from five thousand years ago were discovering that this mushroom works with you know alleviating the whipworm parasite or whatever like yeah think about how we discovered that stuff before you know we had books well i found two answers obviously both are guesses at best so one is i went to visit an indigenous culture in um, near uluru national park which is i think the second oldest national park in the world after yellowstone um uluru is famous for the ayers rock the big rock in australia and uh, they live in really harsh climates mm. i think when i visited it was like I want to say like I'm bad with Fahrenheit, but I want to say it was like 115 Fahrenheit. It was so hot anyway that you didn't even sweat. It was that hot that you didn't sweat. Yeah. And these indigenous people, the aboriginals, were living there, and they told me all these stories. And by the way, indigenous people are always the best storytellers. If you go to Amazon or somewhere, they're just the best storytellers. Part of the culture. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I just want to listen to that. But it's also <laughs> funny. It's like you don't know how much of it is BS. Right. Because it's also their TV. It's their entertainment. Like. And for example, in the Amazon, I was often told a story that I figured out later that was totally not true. Mm. It was just part of the myth and the lore. Yeah. Anyway, so they were telling these stories of how they indicated what everything does, and they often used a very visual thing. So how a certain plant looks like, it's what is it for as well. So right. that was one way how they used it. Now, again, that's just my guess, and their system might not be bulletproof, but it's how they... So this looks like this so it's for this right the second thing um what i see for example with our chef larry when he goes to the forest he eats everything he nibbles on everything and he just tries to sense it yeah. obviously that can be a lethal way but you can also die and a lot of people have died but uh, i guess over multiple generations they discovered a lot of stuff that works yeah. and then there's those few people who died were just casualties in evolution but I mean, he still goes. He's not scared. He just takes anything and he just puts a little bit in there, his mouth and tries to like nibble on it and see how what he feels. If he feels good, he continues. That's his strategy. It's yeah. a risky one, maybe, but I think that's how a lot of indigenous cultures as well approached it. Yeah, it's like the intelligence of the instrument. You know, like most modern people, we have really poor instruments at detecting any anything you know because we have everything that's just served to us yeah you know and but that's something that i've i've witnessed a little bit more in the past recent where i'll i'll feel certain foods will be nutritious and i'll feel certain other foods won't be yeah. And part of me, the more skeptical part, could be like, that's bullshit, just do what the book says. And then the other part of me is like, no, I think that's really something, to, I should feed this, yeah, and this it's feeling. A, it's also good to understand that some of those people didn't have a choice. Right. Like, they were starving. Um, anybody who's tried to get food from the forest without using a gun knows that you can get a lot of medicine out of a forest, but it's really hard to get calories. Mm. So that's why maybe nutrition was originally focused on macronutrients because that was, when we were starving, that was so important. It's really hard to get calories. Yeah. And, and once you're there, you're starving, you're willing to take the risk. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll die, but you know, I need this, I'll die if I don't try it. So, and once you're also starving, anybody who's fasted, or even fasting is too extreme. Anybody who's taking a break from pizza and Coke and just try to eat a little bit cleaner, right. once they done it for a few weeks, their palate changes. Like they, totally. the next time they do have a pizza, they say immediately, I feel sick yeah. of like your conventional pizza somewhere. Yeah. So 
a lot of people who fasted and like given your body a break and cleansed itself, you become more sensitive. That's what you also see with people who can be potentially orthorexic, who eat super clean, is that they get sick from anything, yeah. which is not great either. Because then, I mean, from evolutionary point of view, if you get sick from having a little bit of tap water, I'm not saying tap water is great, you should drink it, but like in a dire need, you should be able to have tap water. Yeah. Like without becoming ultra sick. Right. And some of these people who followed a really healthy lifestyle, they're almost too sensitive for their good. Right. Um, so whenever they go into a restaurant and they don't know what's in the sauce, they get like massively sick. Yeah. And I think that's also partly because their gut is not as healthy as it could be, but partly because they're just too sensitive. But once there's a obviously the golden middle ground where you're sensitive enough so you sense what it's good for you but you're not too overly sensitive that like you can't operate in a daily modern life anymore because like you just get sick of everything so. right one of the things i noticed with your with the uh the coffee stuff was using the the uh what is it the, the green the the is it the endosperm the outside of the of the coffee bean oh uh green coffee extract yeah so it's unroasted coffee, coffee. right yeah that's so. I have a friend of mine who has a company that, that they do. They sell specifically supplements from that, like extracts from that. Yeah. And he boasts about it being like the highest auric value, and that might be just a, a something that he says to sell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is there a that's probably that? the most age-old selling supplements or superfoods. Is they're all the highest auric value. <laughs> everybody has the highest auric value. That's one thing that internet loves to debate. <laughs> and what is good to understand, like, okay, clove might have the world's highest org value, but how much can you actually eat clove, like, gram per gram? Right. So, like, I love wild blueberries. So you yeah. can get a lot of them. You can eat a lot of them. So um, in the mushroom world, chaga mushroom is pretty high. It's a lot of those black color pigments, actually, that are very high in antioxidants. So that's your cacao, and that's your certain olives, and that's your chaga, and that's your coffee, actually, when it's roasted. Hmm. Green coffee extract, it's it's mostly used for improving metabolism. So people who want, like, you know, improve almost like weight loss support yeah. or blood sugar-related things, both, it could be useful for. It's, it's a great thing, actually. Um, but that orc thing is, I don't know how to approach that anymore. I've heard it from so many different things. Right. So, um, but yeah. And green, it's, green coffee extract is great. And is that effect differently than as far as like caffeine levels and such? Then yeah, it, it's 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 actually pretty different. So it doesn't have that same kind of flavor or vibe. Um, I might butcher this story, but I believe coffee is originally from also Ethiopia, from the highlands, and they discovered it how the goats. Um, what was the guy's name? The original goat farmer. It's like a legendary story. I remember this story. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ate, just observed. By the way, another way how a lot of the foods are discovered is by observing animals. For example, cordyceps right. was discovered by the Sherpas in Tibet, observing yaks eating the mushrooms and then getting energy. So the yaks were tired and then eating. So in this case, I guess the goat farmer, whose name I'm just blanking out right now, observed the goats eating these unroasted coffee beans, which are green coffee, but the extracts is obviously even stronger that people sell, but these green coffee beans and had this energy. And so it has um, slightly different nutrients, but also some people would say that maybe doesn't have the same support for your cardiovascular system and heart health and maybe even brain function. So coffee actually has pretty positive research for heart health, you know, cardiovascular disease, which is still the leading cause of death hmm. pretty much globally anywhere. And then for Parkinson and Alzheimer type of illnesses, they say that if you drink a cup of coffee a day, you will prevent that. So the green coffee extract might not have those benefits, but it has these, hmm. has these fat burning benefits, which normal coffee as well does boost metabolism. It does um, help with that, but. Yeah, I think something we don't think about with that, as far as like cardiovascular disease and such, and, and blood pressures, you know, through contracting your body, you increase your your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, and so just from being literally being tense for sure throughout the day, that's we don't th we we're, we're so specific or myopic with our that's like you need this and that for sure. It's I mean, 
I mean, every doctor should say that if you have a risk of heart disease, the first thing you do is lower stress. Right. Like that should be number one. Sleep, stress, like focus on those two. So I often say that nutrition is actually like the white belt or the green belt in like karate or martial arts. And the black belt is something totally different. It's often your mind. Mm. And somewhere along that way, you find sleep and air and movement and other Mm. things. It's just nutrition is very easy to wrap your head around as you have to do it. Seemingly, you don't have to move and focus on movement. And obviously, we both know that that's probably not the case, but seemingly you think that it's... Or deep breathing that you mentioned before we started is that we often breathe very shallow. Yeah. And everybody who knows you, like you're very tired, you go outside and take a couple of deep breaths. Or even if you panic, it's the old sayings, calm down, take a couple of deep breaths, you know? So that should give you an indication that's important, but we're mostly focused on nutrition because you have to eat. People like, it's easier to understand that food is a necessity. So that's why it's easier to start there, but I don't think it's the be all end all. Nutrition is just like the first step. Yeah. Then again, it is a foundation and it, it's hard to do the rest of the stuff if that foundation is not right. put together, so. Yeah, I think it's tough to, to really like delineate what, what I think it's, if they're so, it's it's different sides of the same coin kind of thing. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, there's a Iyengar in relation to breath. He said he said breath is the the king of the mind. You know, so it's the, that that same thing where if we're able to get into just you know feeling comfortable in our bodies, I wonder how that affects our ability to absorb nutrition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something I've I don't I don't know if you've heard of anything. Well, I mean, um, now we go to you know the one on one on physiology, but and anatomy but like our blood transports oxygen and expels co2 and and the blood also transfers nutrients and we need oxygen in different parts of our body so it's obviously super super important for anything Mm. that we do for the muscles needed the joints needed the cells needed so it's obviously important to have fresh air and plenty of it yeah. And then there's people who've hacked it, you know, the Wim Hofs of the world who've made all these world records just by predominantly focusing on breath. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said from that. Yeah. Have you heard of the, um, there's like various different critters in, in nature that end up utilizing psychoactive substances. You know, so like one example is, is um, dolphins actually... Um, ex- causing getting passing around pufferfish mm-hmm. and the pufferfish. Have you seen that? There's like a YouTube popular yep. YouTube video about it. But it's uh, the same goes for in my world of mushrooms, reindeer stripping on shrooms. Yeah, right. But it's obviously hard for us to know is what are they actually experiencing? Yeah, like they seem to be a little off, but how do we know what they're actually seeing or feeling? Well, the reindeer are processing it, right? That it's if, yeah. it's the urine that actually extracts the, the same stuff. with humans actually. So if you wanna. Now, listeners might lose track if you're not familiar with the story, but Amanita muscaria, the red mushroom with the white dots on your iPhone or anything, the mushroom emoji is if you Google that on reindeers and BBC, for example, you can learn more about how, how it's partly poisonous, not lethal, poisonous, and also partly psychoactive, not like psilocybin, but partly. But uh, your body can get rid of the toxins and then the pee, the urine, or urinotherapy, actually has that those psychoactive compounds in a higher concentration without those poisonous ingredients so hmm. people can do their own research maybe we can link some stuff yeah no for sure so i guess the reason that i'm, I'm mentioning that is i'm curious at what point the the bridge between you know psilocybin or psychoactive mushroom and I mean, I think it's all medicinal, but you know, like reishis and the and the cordyceps and then the portobellos. Like, is there a spectrum of sorts between there? Like, what's the difference between a psychoactive mushroom and a, a cordyceps? Well, um, I mean, they're in the fungi kingdom, and sometimes they're even in the same families. In depending on which mushrooms that we're talking about, so from a biological point of view, there's a clearly a connection in them now um what currently most countries say is that that these these psychedelic mushrooms mushrooms that give you visuals as a as a simple way of explaining it these mushrooms that give you visuals don't have any proven health benefits as of yet 
according to the official standard. Right. So now John Hopkins University and New York University has initial research showing otherwise. And there is, you know, from other psychedelics, um, there's similar research coming out that they could actually help with depression. Now, where I grew up um, in Scandinavia and Nordic countries, mushrooms were used both the psychedelic and non-psychedelic were used widely to combat seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. So Nordic people did a lot of, there was a lot of suicides, there was a lot of depression. Who's ever gone there middle of the winter knows there's like a couple hours of sunlight. And people, even during the summer, are pretty stoic. We're often described as people who don't smile or get overly excited or overly sad but there's a lot of the seasonal depression it's a lot of vitamin d obviously and mushrooms are very similar to animals and and including humans that they can produce their own food they have to get it from external sources but in their skin quote-unquote skin they can they can get vitamin d and then you ingest it by eating the mushroom so you can get almost like nature's own vitamin d supplement Mm. it's vitamin d too but the point is is that these mushrooms, both psychedelic and non-psychedelic, were used historically for to combat seasonal depression mm. and this darkness that exists this um, in where I grew up. Now, to the point of what is their health benefits and how will they used, I think time will tell. As there, some of those taboos are finally going away. I think you should you know um read more about it whatever your take is at the same time i don't think they are a recreational thing i think you see that people using them recreationally they're very obviously if you look at the research they're very powerful are they positive or not that's the future be told officially but uh they're very powerful and i think you should always respect nature in its always form including rishi you can take too much rishi you can take like there are ways how you, rishi is one of the grass status foods so it's very hard to overdose on those these mushrooms but um i'll take another example yohimbe yohimbe bark african sex herb that is sold as a supplement i have plenty of friends who've overdosed on yohimbe and you get heart palpitations and other things you should really like consider some of these foods that even though they are an actual whole food you can take too much of them i've heard it on salt that way yeah yeah i mean salt is an easy one actually and so even water you can overdrink. Yeah, I'm, you know, marathon marathoners and whatever they drink too much water. Yeah. during the marathon they're like, they their salt, salt levels will go down. It's the opposite. Yeah. So have understanding that. So I would just be very wary of recreational use of of these compounds, even though I'm hopeful that modern research will figure out some health beneficial benefits of, of psychedelics one day yeah i'm sure that will happen at one point we just don't know for which ones and in what form but yeah yeah i had uh professor tim noakes i don't know if you're familiar oh, with yeah, him yeah. And all I do. Here. Yeah. And he um that was one of the things that he was pointing out was that people ended up having you know there was more injuries from or deaths from marathons since the introduction of like all the gatorade stands and all yeah. like it's because of exactly what you're saying it's kind of a bit paradoxical oh it's gnarly um i think mark sisson that you know yeah i think he has often told me about his running methods he was one of the best in the world like full-on one of the best in the world in marathon he didn't drink much at all yeah obviously people sweat different amounts everybody can relate from your friends of like the people who sweat a lot and the people who don't sweat a lot and not to say that either is better or worse but the hydration strategies might differ but yeah I think a lot of people, just in that example, and, and endurance running, a lot of people overhydrate. Yeah, we got to wrap up soon. I, I, the um, the thing I find interesting though is that is the skin absorbing the sun. Almost, it's almost imagine like for me in my my simple mind, I imagine like charging a battery in mm-hmm. a way, and then you're kind of taking that that charge. Yep. Is there? You mentioned it's K2 as opposed oh, to K... D, oh, oh, sorry. It's or K, D2, sorry. D2, yeah. yeah. My bad. They're both fat-soluble, so you're yeah. close enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Can you get into a little bit of like what the... Because that's well, the big one. Well, there's a little bit of a debate on that. So, essentially, difference between D2, D3, D vitamin, and then also difference of getting D3 from a, you know um, algae or from a plant animal prey source versus getting it from the sun. 
um, I cannot explain explicitly how it works. I haven't seen anybody fully confirm. I think it's pretty fair to say that D2 absorbs better than uh, D2. So, so D3, D3. Uh, absorbs better than D2, but I also know that D2 helps to what capacity. That's a different thing. And I also think that if you supplement D3 but don't get sunlight, it's still very likely that you'll be D vitamin deficient versus also getting sunlight. So I think it's just good to test for your body and you will see where you are, with, especially with that one key matrix, just a few times a year. And also know that whatever your supplementation strategy is, nothing will probably help as much as the sun. Yeah. So that's really important. But I think it's it's pretty obvious that mushrooms help in that space. Yeah. There was uh, last 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 thing. There's a some another proverb or quote or whatever from a guy who said, um, if you want to get new information or new ideas, look into old books. You know, and it's an interesting thing with mushrooms where it's, I think that's, that's like, well, for 5,000 years ago, Otzi or whatever the guy's yep. name is, like they were, they were thinking of, they were, they were tinkering with this stuff. You know, now we're finally, seems like where it's like reemerging. Is there, um, do you, what do you see with like the future of, of using mushrooms and such? Do you feel like we're in the beginning of it? Do you oh, think we're is... so in the beginning of it. Even yeah. though they're among the most studied of all the whole foods, there's such a beginning. And, and I think it's partly a funding question. A lot, a lot of whole foods get funding. I think it's going to be huge. And then I think it's, they possibly could combat a lot of the illnesses that we struggle with. So there are a lot of research on mushrooms coming up for cancer, for autoimmune, for diabetes, like these big causes of, of death and issues that we have in our society. So I think there will be more research coming out. And we've only discovered a fraction of all the fungi in the world. So many on the bottom of the sea, as mentioned, but also in just all the... We don't... We even... We're, Mycologists are constantly renaming mushrooms. Like even cordyceps has been renamed twice, I think, during the time that I've studied it. Mm. So that and that's like ten years, under ten years of looking at cordyceps, and it's been renamed twice. Mm. So, you know, I think a lot of stuff will come out there. Um, so I feel pretty good about that. And to your point about the book, old books and new information, it's that balance where. There's evolution. You can't deny evolution. We, we've always strived to be a better. Like it's just in, innate in us. So you don't want to use the typewriter. You want to use your MacBook. You know, and then and you just go on. But at the same time, history does repeat itself, and there's a lot of mistakes and 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 victories as well that our ancestors made, or even other species have made that we can learn from and extract from. But at the same time, we've always strived to do something that has never, ever been done. So it's that like balancing act, that like middle ground that you want to, I think, strive for is, is having an open mind to be able to do something that's never been done, but at the same time, learning from past mistakes, standing on the shoulder of giants in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The, the connection that we have with our food, like talking about like teacher plants and such, connecting with something like mushrooms where I've heard you mention something like is it 30 to 50 percent of our DNA yep. is analogous or has is that am I saying that right yeah that's correct so depending on the fungi you're almost half the same DNA and and how you synthesize proteins is even higher it's like 80 85 percent the same so there's a lot of similarities between animals and fungi that don't exist between animals and plants, for example. So mm. even though we talk a lot about plant medicine, there is more likely that there will be fungi medicine because because of that availability. That also means we're more prone to fungal disease, but that's uh, maybe a topic for another podcast. Yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate hey, it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How do people learn more? And there's, there's the, there was, it's called the Fungi Academy, Mushroom Academy? Yeah, there's a Mushroom Academy online. So if you go to foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com, and you'll find Mushroom Academy. It's essentially um, a three-level free e-learning course about fungi, and you can learn more about there and get going. And we also have a community called the Shroom Club, where, you know, a lot of smart people who've dedicated their life to fungi and total beginners meet together on the world of, of, of the esoteric in Facebook cool. and talk anything around fungi. So you could join the Mushroom Academy and Shroom Club at Four Sigmatic. is also on all social, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. 
Right. And then uh, people get 10% off through using the Align code. So if they get yep. Forcing And that's, by the way, for all already discounted products and bundles. So that's pretty sweet. So you can yeah. go and check out what's what's our already good deals and then get 10% off on using the line. Sweet, man. Yeah, I've been I've been just so greatly enjoying using the product. I've been using it every day and just getting to explore all the different types. And I, um, I appreciate you putting it out there, man. I really do. Thanks, man. Sweet. So, um, cool. All right, wrapping up. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks. Align Podcast. Thank you once again for uh, for Sigmatic for supporting this podcast and for bringing such a radical product to the world. Uh, I utilize the cordyceps and lion's mane before any workout movement session that I do. Uh, chaga mushrooms every morning as I'm traveling. I always bring along some type of mushroom blend for immune support and just overall vitality. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tim Ferriss has been loving that. Sean Stevenson, I believe, from the Model Health Show as well has been getting down on those. Um, so they are spreading like wildfire and I highly recommend you checking them out. Um, jump on to foursigmatic.com slash align for 10% off of your purchase. I can't re- recommend it more. Uh, foursigmatic.com slash align. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash align. And you will get 10% off of any purchase from Four Sigmatic. Thank you once again so much for tuning into this podcast. If you guys want to show some support, show some love for what we're doing here, um, you can jump on the website, aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. And then from there, a uh, couple things you can do. One of which you could actually donate through Patreon. There's a link on the right-hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Uh, you can utilize the Amazon affiliate link. Uh, anytime you or anybody you know buy some crap on Amazon, please and thank you. Bookmark that link. Every time you do it, we get something like 7% of your purchase and it helps support this show. It is awesome. So great. As well, something you could do that is ultra helpful. If you or anybody that you knows um, has ears and likes books, uh, tell them to check out the audibletrial.com slash align. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash align. And then from there, that is uh, you get a free audio book from Audible. They have something like, I don't know, a bajillion different titles to choose from. Uh, one that I would recommend that I got from them was Shantaram. I, it's a huge book and uh, again, all free no matter what size the book you get. And that got me through, I listened to that as I was traveling through Morocco and uh, just really, really amazing website, uh, amazing service. Couldn't recommend it more and uh, it kicks us down some scratchola every time you guys utilize that free thing. Costs you absolutely nothing and you get a free audiobook and you support the show. Boom. Um, thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. That's greatly appreciated. And thanks just in general for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for, for spreading the word. All right. I can't express enough how much I appreciate all that. If you guys ever have any questions or comments, you feel free to email me directly at Aaron at aligntherapy.com. And I would love to talk. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening and remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.